Awesome. Well, I hope that's helpful. Between these, uh, between these little cards that you've uh, received on the way in and that little video, hopefully you're already beginning uh, to place yourself. Uh, what we're going to be learning about today is a little different than normal. I mean, normally at church would be, you know, opening up the scriptures and talking about these types of things. But what we're going to be doing today is we're going to be learning about the four classic temperaments, but really specifically through the lens of how we love lead and listen to one another because I'm telling you, uh, as we do life with the people around us, as we seek to love one another as Christ's command, we really do have to understand uh, one another. Let me ask you a question. How many of you at some point tried to communicate something to somebody, family member, friend, person at work, and you thought you clearly articulated and communicated your thoughts only to find out that what they heard was something completely different? Anybody ever experienced that? Okay, I'm seeing almost every hand. That, that never happens at church. Uh, what that means is this, this really does apply to all of us because what we're talking about today is communication and communication is a two-way street. All right. And we all know this. There's two parts of communication. There is, uh, what is said. I think it's going to come up here. What is said and what is heard, right? There's the communication, what's going out and what's being received. And when there's a gap between these two things, when what is being said and communicated is not received on the other end, we call that miscommunication. All right, so the communication has been missed. And, and what we want to do today is we want to share with you a tool that will help you to communicate better. And I think that's extremely valuable uh, in every area of our life, including within the church community. Our ability to communicate our thoughts, our feelings, our beliefs to others in a way that they can understand is, is paramount to having healthy relationships all around us. Uh, I think I said this in the first service. I really believe that, that, that Satan, the enemy, right, of the church and the enemy of, of all things good would love uh, to have more miscommunication. He would love to have us saying things that other people hear the wrong way, offense, division, all of that comes through, uh, through miscommunication. And uh, I wanted to share a quick story when, again, I was at a wedding yesterday and I got to stand there as the minister. The, the minister always gets the best seat in the house and I'm standing and all foot and a half away from the bride and groom as they profess their love for one another. And there's tears and laughs and giggles and just all of it's happening in front of me. And I'm thinking in that moment, I'm reflecting back to my own wedding day. Uh, 23 years ago, I married uh, Jessica, who, who will be up here later uh, to share with you. You'll probably know who she is. And, uh, and I was remembering in the first few weeks of our marriage... Um, you know, we had uh, we were still on our kind of our honeymoon, so we kind of got settled into our house. And one night we were sitting there, it was a fall evening, and uh, she said, hey, let's have some hot chocolate, but we didn't have any. So we thought, well, let's drive into town. And so we literally got in the car and we drove 25 minutes because we lived out of town. We drove all the way into the city of Peterborough, walked into a grocery store, and we're holding hands. It's like, oh, it's our first time in the grocery store together. It's, it's exciting. And we find the hot chocolate aisle and we go down and, and okay. As I already said, I'm red, so I'm, I'm driven, I'm forceful, I'm like, that's the one, let's go in, out, like, I got it all planned out, and, uh, and I'm, I'm just there to make a decision, but I thought, I'm going to let my wife choose, so I'm, I'm holding back my redness, and, and I said to her, I said, like, what, which hot chocolate would you like to buy? And of course, I'd already done all the calculations, price per gram, okay, so I already know what's the best value on the shelf, I've already, you have to weigh the value against the quality, because that's important, right? If two products are the same price, but one's better quality, well, okay, you have to factor. So I'm doing all the math in my head. I'm ready to make my selection. I said, Jess, you choose. And she looked at them. Hmm. She's like, I don't like any of these. And she just walked out of the aisle. And I'm standing there. I remember it like it was yesterday. I was holding a can of no-name hot chocolate. And I was thinking about throwing it over the aisle because I was so mad. And it wasn't just about the hot chocolate. It was in that moment, something dawned on me. See, 
I knew that we were different. Of course we were different, right? We were like complimenting each other. and we, we, I knew we were different, and that's partly why I married her. But it was in that moment that I realized that we don't, we don't just have differences. We have a different frame for how we view the world, a different lens. And so for me, when I went to the grocery store, I wasn't leaving without hot chocolate. I was on a mission. I had a target in mind. I, and, and of course, my, my wife, uh, she, was, she, was, she was enjoying the journey. All right? she, it didn't matter to her if we got it or not. Right? She'd rather go to Target, actually. It's her favorite store. Uh, but it, I, it dawned on me in that moment that we had a different lens for the world. And it dawned on me in that moment that this was going to be harder than I thought. <laughs> I know none of you have ever experienced something like that. But I, in that moment, I was like, whoa. And from that day to now, over the last 23 years of marriage... Uh, my wife, Jessica, and I have pressed into almost any tool that we could find to help us understand each other better, our children better, the people that we lead here at the church better. And over the years, we've studied DISC, Myers-Briggs, Enneagram, Love Languages, The Big Five. Like, there's, there's all these different tools, and none of them are perfect, and none of them are Bible. They're tools. And we've learned over the years these tools that help us. And so when we're interacting with people in the church, when we're interacting with people at work, when we're interacting with our children, we have an understanding and a filter to understand how the other person is viewing our communication and viewing our actions. And so, so today I want to introduce you to, um, this is a really basic curriculum called I Said This, You Heard That. And in a few minutes, we're going to actually hear a video interview of the author, Kathleen Edelman. And what she does is she takes the four classic temperaments. These are thousands of years old. And she takes them and tries to uh, make them simple, color-coded, so that they can become simple, common language to help us understand one another uh, better. The, the text that all of her curriculum is based on is found in Ephesians chapter 4, and verse 29. And these are the words of Paul, and it says this, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths. Now, I had this, this verse was crammed down my throat as a kid because I grew up in a Christian home and my parents did not allow cursing or swearing or dirty jokes. And if any of that happened, we would get read this verse and then my mom would wash out my mouth with soap. <laughs> All right. I know we don't do that anymore. It's probably child abuse now, but then it was a lesson and uh, zest was the worst. Zest. Oh, like none of this ivory or Irish zest was awful. And she used to wash my mouth. That was soap. Be like, don't, we don't say those four letter words. We don't talk like that around here. That's unwholesome talk. And, and of course that applies, but really what Paul is talking about here is not four letter words. What he's actually talking about is the words that come out of our mouth that harm, that destroy, that discourage, that cause division. And he goes on to say this uh, as we continue. He says, but only words that are helpful for building others up. Isn't that a beautiful image? That we would speak words that build up and encourage other people according to, let's all say this together, their needs. That's so important. So it's easy for me to say, well, I said it. I said it because I know it's true. And I said it the way I would. But but Paul actually says, no, we need to speak in a way that builds others up according to their needs. One of the things I realized uh, as we have been walking through this process of raising our own children is that the way I need to be spoken to and the way my kids need to be spoken to are different because they have a different temperament. And so me being a red, I like forceful things. So like uh, we, Jess and I were talking uh, this week. Sometimes she'll send me a text message. I'm about to leave from work and she'll say, hey, would you mind picking up this or that? Could you? And it's like all like open and sweet. And I'm just like, do I mind? And I'll literally say to her, like, you just, you just gave me a decision and a task. Like, just tell me what you want. And so she's learning to communicate in red language. It's like, pick this up on your way home. 
Check. Okay. And, and so the way we, but see, again, if you talk to somebody who's not forceful and you're like, do this, they're like, are you mad at me? Right? Like we don't, we, we understand. So the temperaments matter. With my children, sometimes I'll speak a harsh word. I'm like, do it or else. And they just, they just shut down. Why? Because they're a different temperament. If I'm dealing, I have one child who's a red. And if I say, do it or else, he goes, or else what? And, and it, it, we engage. We engage. And usually something good comes out of it. So it's amazing when we begin to understand the different temperaments. But it is all for this purpose of being able to love and listen. i got one last thing to share with you, and then we'll pass it over to Kathleen. If we do not understand others, if we don't make it a point to do whatever we can to learn about the needs, desires of other people, and how they need to be communicated, we will not be able to love them well, lead them well, or listen well. And so I want to set the stage for why what you're about to hear is so important. Uh, my, my hope is that this will become a really simple language and tool that we could use uh, to love one another better. So with that, I'll turn it over to, to Kathleen, and uh, we'll hear from her. Um, I wanted to start with this question yes. right here. Uh, why do the same words land differently for different people? Okay, so words are very powerful, but the real one answer to that is temperaments. Temperaments. Temperaments is why, because you hear and you speak out of your own temperament. So take the I- illustration I started with. Yes. When my wife says, I want to go low-key for my birthday. Yes, which I felt her pain <laughs> when you did the... Yeah. Right. Yeah. You and my wife have yes. similar temperaments. Yes, we do. And so she doesn't want a surprise party. No, she did not. <laughs> or she wanted a surprise party she knew about. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me about it beforehand. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that that learning yeah. learning what I've learned from you has been so helpful in so many areas of my life. Yeah. Um, but particularly in marriage, right. that is such a. It's just unfortunately an easy and difficult place to apply. It is. Because when, you know, when you're talking about temperaments, you're talking about you, talk, you spoke and your mm-hmm. wife heard. And, and then and, and she I, spoke uh-huh. and you heard. And I was speaking in a language and of my own temperament. And you're speaking your language and she's speaking hers. And there's all this gray yep. area. I was even hearing her words through my own temperament. Through your own lens. Exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. So we want to know the temperament so that we can, again, love others better. And this is all rooted in Ephesians 4.29, which, Everything again, I do is I've learned from you. Yep. So it's uh, communication, temperaments, all down the guidance of Ephesians 4.29. That, that we are communicating in such a way that is according to, to their needs. To build others up according to their needs and then benefit all who listen. I love right? that. So um, as we're diving into temperaments... Yes. Um, what, the first thing I want to talk about is something um, that I have also learned from you. That yes. It is different than personality. Yes. And this is where a lot of people get caught up. Mm-hmm. There is absolutely a difference between temperament and personality. Personality is a snapshot of mm-hmm. behavior or feelings or emotions mm-hmm. in a certain time. So it's the what. Uh-huh. And then temperament is the why behind the what. Uh-huh. It's the why behind the feelings or the why behind the emotion or the why behind the behavior. So it's two completely different things. That is very helpful to me. And what you're going to cite, uh, one of the simple, easy ways to explain this mm-hmm. is through this quadrant right here. Exactly. Through these terms, which mm-hmm. a lot of you have probably heard these terms. They have, and and maybe, you know, the history of it is, is that these have been around for thousands of years. Mm. This isn't something new. Hippocrates studied how people naturally responded in different situations, and they continuously fell into four different categories. 
Well, at that time, they thought it was humor of the body or mm. blood or body fluid, oh. right? But it was actually in, in you. your body. Yeah. Hence the names. These are all body fluid, okay. right? Um, but this is a mouthful. Yeah. Yeah, this, yeah. These these can be a mouthful. So yeah. we've matched them with colors, and that's that's where we've gone, especially with children. You know, if you've ever heard a child try to say a Greek name, you know, <laughs> like, it can get phlegmatic. phlegmatic you know, yeah, it gets a little mom, I'm phlegm. You know, <laughs> right, exactly. Right. right. So we matched them up to the colors. And and it's so to me, it's it's one of the genius that uh, behind what you mm-hmm. your work is that you've made it so simple for yes. people. Because instead of having to learn those difficult terms, you can just understand these colors. And these yeah. colors match up so well oh. with, these pers- with these temperament types. Oh, absolutely perfect. The sanguine yellow, the choleric red, the melancholic blue, and the phlegmatic green. And what we have to understand is, you know, people come in and, and they want to change their wife or they want to change their husband or fix their child. Mm-hmm. And they think it's very complex and really... It can be very simplistic mm, if mm. we can just learn this foundationally. I love right? that. So one of, uh, one of our hopes over the next few minutes is that uh, not only would you begin to identify your own self and learn more about yourself, but also that you'd begin to learn more about those around you. Right. So um, I, I think I would imagine that that will be helpful for all of us to do. I know it certainly has been helpful for me. Yeah. So do you want to explain these a little bit? Well, these are quadrants are put in the So the top two, the red and the yellow, are extroverts. And in communication, that means your thoughts and emotions go outward. Uh. These are people who have no filter. Mm-hmm. So they just information mm-hmm. out, right? So they talk before they think. Why, why did people laugh at that? Because they know that they go, huh. You know, yeah. and then they're going, ooh, maybe I shouldn't have said mm-hmm. that. Or they yeah. just needed to know, you know. So they can fit, they're can. they starting to already identify yeah. with how they speak, yeah. right? Yeah. And let me guess, these bottom two are introverted. Yes, which this Quick is learning. me and yep. this is you. Yeah, exactly. So we're polar opposites, <laughs> right? Right. right. Um, so that's why you're an arm distance away. So, so <laughs> here you go. This is a processor. These people are introverts, which uh-huh. again means their thoughts and emotions go inward. Yep. Right? Which, this is a person that thinks before they talk. <laughs> right? And doesn't like being interrupted. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, one, one of the the thing I love about your definition of extrovert introvert, yes, I think a lot of times we think extroverts, oh, those are people that like to be around other people, mm-hmm. and introverts are people that don't, which right. is not necessarily true. You, no. The way you say it, which I think is great, is your ideas are, are in in a way I think about it that your ideas are formed out here. Right. As an extrovert, um, I sit in meetings and I'll say loads of stuff that I don't know I even believe, you know, because I'm just forming the ideas. Right. Whereas that's an introvert, the no filter, that's right. right. The introvert is gonna, they're not going to speak until the idea is fully baked. Exactly. And then they'll bring it out for Meanwhile, others to see. Meanwhile, I'm just looking at you like, mm-hmm. yeah, what an idiot. Taking yeah. a note. <laughs> Taking a note. Right? <laughs> so that leads us to the next part, though. Yeah. The, the red and the blue are p- task oriented people. Mm-hmm. These people will prefer a task over people, where the yellow and the green prefer people over tasks. Mm. So this is why it's really important that we understand the extrovert, introvert, people task because the phlegmatic is an introvert that likes to be around people. They would prefer to be around people. An introvert that prefers to be around people. That prefers to be around people. Yeah. Just like the choleric. Yeah. An extrovert. Yeah. But it's task driven. The red. Mm -hmm. They can be around people. Mm -hmm. But they prefer the task over the people. In fact, sometimes the task the people become the task. Ah. Yeah, and that's what they have to watch out for. Which we have all worked with. <laughs> work, we've all worked with people like that, yeah. right? Yeah. 
they can get a lot done, but they, sometimes you feel like you're a part of the you're a part, you're a of, part the, of the getting it done. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so that's really important to know. Yep. Um, so what we're going to do is uh, Kathleen's going to give what I think are three simple keys that can help you and I choose the words that we that, that we do decide to use. And I think mm-hmm. I think by obviously. We can't learn everything about this in the next few minutes, right. but I think you've made it so simple that I we can so. get a long way fast mm-hmm. in the next few minutes just by understanding these three things. Mm-hmm. So give us the first one. So the first one is your temperament determines the words that you speak. So in, again, in the guidance of Ephesians 4.29, we want to know what our words are. So the yellow speaks the language of, we each have our, each temperament mm-hmm. has their own language fun in people, mm-hmm. the, the red is power and control, the blue is perfection and order, and the green is calm and harmony. So these are the languages, the core motivators that are put out through the, and, and determine the words that you're going to use. That makes so much sense to me. And we've even, let me give you some examples. So for example, the yellow, they often speak with animated yeah. Fun. I don't know why someone people. laughed at that. That was not meant to be funny. They were like, are, are you dunce? Like that's, so, but it makes so much sense to me because I am very yellow yes, and I, I speak. <laughs> yeah. You're and a wiggler. I, everything wiggler. is wiggly. awesome. You're wiggly all the time. Yeah, wiggly. Very... <laughs> He's wiggly. Wiggly. The camera guys are like going, hmm. where's Kathleen? Where's her part? Daniel. <laughs> Daniel's back there. There he is. Thumbs up. Thanks, Daniel. <laughs> So you speak yep. words animated, that are fun, animated, fun, people-oriented. People oriented, yeah. right? I say things like, like that, that sounds awesome. Yeah. Who's going to be there? Yeah. Oh, my goodness, I totally forgot. <laughs> yeah. Those are exactly. things that I say so often. Exactly, yeah. exactly. It's like a soundtrack to my life. It is. <laughs> and there you go. And then the Reds, yep. they often speak with bold, mm. confident, controlling words. Words so. like... Uh, I'll do it mm-hmm. or hurry up. Yep. Yeah. Let, let's go now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, Kathleen, I think about when I think about uh, the words that the Reds use, I, do you remember the Saturday Night Live sketch that they used to do about the IT person that would show up at the person's desk when they had a problem and you remember what they would say? Move. Yeah. <laughs> Move. Move. Yeah. To that's, the blue person, that's going, what did I do wrong? Yeah. That is very red. That's exactly. a very red thing to say. That's exactly right. So um, in the blue, they would speak, you know, words that look like detailed, judgmental, or mm. thoughtful words. Mm. Okay, this is a deep person. Yep. So they'll sound more like, you want to take a stab at it? Um, uh, no pressure. It. it is everything going to be safe yeah. when you go there? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, are you sure you can trust these yeah. people? Am I sure I can trust this guy? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not, sure. not so sure. Yeah. 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 I, I, uh, I have a mom who is very blue, and so mm-hmm. that was that's what she always wanted to know, mm-hmm. is who's going to be there. Mm-hmm. Tell me more about it. I need more details <laughs> before I can say yes to that. Yeah. And now you understand. Now I understand. That she wasn't. She wasn't, Being a hovering mom, or right. this is how her language actually spoke. Yeah, and right. and, it, and it is a it's a strength. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that needs to. The more we can understand exactly. it, exactly. The more we can understand how to how to leverage exactly. it for others' benefit. Exactly. And then the greens, they would often often speak the language of easygoing, unenthusiastic, mm. or patient words. 
This Things like um, no big deal. No big deal. Everything's fine. Just chilling. Just whatever. Yeah. It's, cool. it's okay with me. Wherever I think about a, I think about two people going to dinner and someone says, "Where do you want to eat?" Wherever. Your choice. I'm good with whatever. Yeah. You're good. Well, what are you into? I don't know. I mean, I'm whatever. Until you, want. you say, "Well, let's go to Outback." Yeah, let's go to steak? Outback. Outback? No, I don't want that. We had steak but, yesterday. Weird, because Didn't when I asked you, that? you said mm-hmm. whatever. And so it's the good. red, it's good. The red <laughs> is probably like, "Would you make up your mind?" Yes. The hair is like, mm, care about your life. <laughs> exactly. Make one decision. Yeah, yeah, and the green is like, why are you yelling what? at me? Yeah, exactly. This is and so the blue's in the corner shivering, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to cook my HelloFresh now. I'm know? a yeah. <laughs> yeah. As a blue, you yeah. love HelloFresh? Oh, yeah, course. I would imagine. Yeah, so yeah. the ingredients right out there. Yeah. Yeah. I like it if we could have a bunch of people over. All right, oh, we'll what? stop. <laughs> <laughs> But this is why it's yeah. so important because if you, the more you can understand yourself, the more you can understand others, Exactly. the love better you can apply Ephesians 4.29. And so, love them better. So the right. first one was your temperament determines the words you use. Right. Number two is your temperament determines the words that you hear. Uh, and this is key. And, we, and, and even the words you need to hear? You need to hear them. This, uh, is, this is the core motivator of the temperaments. How, the, uh, key. How it, important is this? This is it. This if is we it. never went to another slide, this was it. If you take anything home today, take this home. Uh, because this is what separates temperament from personality. Mm. Is these core motivating needs wow. that you've been trying to fill since you consciously or subconsciously since you've been born. Wow. So every word and behavior is motivated through these core innate needs. Mm. So like the yellow, approval, acceptance, attention, and affection. Do those? Do, uh, do you connect with those? I connect with all of those. Anyone yeah. in particular? Uh, I mean, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, is my boss going to like this day? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Approve you? Of yeah. You, right? Is my boss going <laughs> yeah. to approve? Sure. Exactly. And I try to tell myself, well, God approves. You know, doesn't <laughs> matter. Doesn't matter. No. Exactly. You still want the right. candy yeah. thumbs yeah. up, right? Right. Yeah. Um, the red loyalty, sense of control, appreciation, and credit for work. So again, these are like food and water. Mm. So the choleric's looking like, hey, do they have my back? Mm. You know, are they going to, you know, really stand up for me, mm. right, as an example? For the blue, it's safety, sensitivity, support, space, and silence. Kind of like when you asked me when we were Getting practicing ready. if you could hug. Right. And I was like, mm, yeah, I said, <laughs> yeah, I said, Kathleen, when you come on stage, because I was trying to think for, think for a, I was like, okay, yeah. details, let's yeah. walk through it. Yeah. I said, would you be okay if I gave you a hug when you came in? She said a fist bump would be fine. Yeah. So <laughs> my definition of space, right? <laughs> and that was nice. Yeah. Um, and then the green is harmony, worthiness, lack of stress and respect. Mm. So these are crucial. We want to define these needs. And that way, you want to define them so that you can love yourself better, mm. so that these words that we're talking, you can say them to you first, uh, yep. and then you can learn the temperaments of the others. Now that I know you, I know these. Uh-huh. So there's no reason when our paths cross now that I can't love you better mm-hmm. by using words that fill these needs. Mm-hmm. So let's, can I throw a couple of questions out to you? Sure. Let's take, um, I mean, you, you know... 
parenting is on the front of my mind. Okay. Um, when I think about, we, we have a daughter who's red. Okay. Um, and she definitely has a sense of control. Mm-hmm. I've recognized that need mm-hmm. in her. So let's take, uh, you know, a common battle in our house would be who gets to decide what you're going to wear mm-hmm. to school. Right. So how, how would play that out for how do, how do I help a red in that case? Let her plan out her outfit. And not right. only for the day, but the week. In fact, make it a challenge. Hey, I challenge you because you were so good at this. I challenge you for, to get an outfit for the whole week for school. Uh, and I believe in you because uh, you are really good at that. In fact, maybe you can even show your younger brother how to do it. Come now on. you're, ooh, mic drop, right? Yeah. Now you're trying to, right? Kathleen just dropped the mic yeah, in case yeah. you missed that. That was good. a mic. Because, because there's a difference between control and yeah. sense of control. Uh-huh. And that's what she wants. She just wants to have a sense of control and then to see that you have her back. I right? love that. So let's take a green. Mm-hmm. Let's say, um, let's take a situation at work. Let's say somebody works with someone who's green. Okay. And the plans change. Mm-hmm. This is the way we were going to handle it, but now all of a sudden new data has come in and now we've got to change everything. How does, how do you speak to a green about change? First, you want to revisit where they were successful and you want to say, Hey, you were working on this. This was great. We were Mm. almost at a finish line, but I know that your skill set could, we have a little change. I would love to hear your opinion Uh. or your idea on how to get this, us through this change. Uh. Okay. Because these people have great ideas uh-huh. and opinions, but they're quiet by nature. Uh. So if they're asked, they they definitely will have, you know, so you, some way to get it finished. You're giving the green a voice. Exactly. You're saying, hey, your voice matters. It matters. Speak up. Yeah. And and we really respect that. Yeah. And your value on the uh, team. Yeah. You know, you want to show them that they're they're their value. Like if they weren't there, they would be missed. Wow. So your voice is important. That's tremendous. Yeah. So, the, again, the idea is not just to understand yourself. Right. But to also understand the needs of the people close to you, the people that you exactly. work with in your family, yep. so that you can build them up best. That's right. It's, it's just such an outline of the verse, isn't yeah. it not? Yeah, it really is. That's what's amazing <laughs> it really about is. it. really is. So the third big idea is this. Understanding the temperaments changes every conversation. And why do you say the temperaments? The temperaments, because again, you have to be so aware and accepting of your temperament and know that when you speak on your tongue lays the power of life or death. Wow. So your, your, your words that you give life to are choice. Yeah. So you have to understand it changes every single conversation. So I always ask people to initiate a pause, Mm. think and just breathe for a second before you say a word. Then you want to give grace to understand that that person may be different than you, Mm -hmm. literally wired using words and behavior that are different than you, and then celebrate that, right? Maybe more fidgety. Yeah, way more fidgety. (laughs) Way more fidgety. Almost like I had to take nausea. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, way more fidgety, right? Or talkative or loud Mm. or quiet or whatever it is. But that is really accepting that person. Right. Yeah. But then it also helps you become the very best version of you. Yeah. Right. Which is you, where we want to function from. You just said three things. Yes. You said initiate the pause. Initiate the pause. I'm big on the pause. I love that. Yep. Give grace. Give grace. And then celebrate. I love the that. difference. Yeah. Wow. Giving grace 
giving grace means that you're going to allow them to be them. Exactly. But also, uh, it doesn't mean that, and we'll talk about this a little bit later on, but it doesn't mean that just because they are red that they can control every situation, though, exactly. right? Exactly. Exactly. It's, it's, it's that understanding that your strengths are my weaknesses and my strengths are your weaknesses. Yep. So it really puts us in a place of humility. It puts us in a place of vulnerability yep. and transparency, really, yep. in yep. communication. Yep. So we really have to learn to listen, which we don't do well mm-hmm. in communication. Listen to understand instead of listening to respond. Yep. And then choosing those words that can celebrate not only you and your strengths, but the other person in theirs. You, you brought a case study for us. I did. Uh, I love this. This is one of my favorite things I've seen you share. Um, yes. It's about your kids. It is. So hope this, this is not a surprise. <laughs> surprise. Bryce <laughs> is like, <laughs> Avery's like, oh, that's me. Okay. So this is Avery. She's my yellow. Bryce is also melancholy blue. And Bryce was studying abroad in Ireland um, at the University of Limerick. And he sent us a text. And the text said... Tour was awesome. Also talked to somebody from the UK. The whole time, it was really interesting. Just got on the bus back to Limerick safe and sound. Now, this must have been quite a tour. Because for a melancholy to put that in all caps, (laughs) that had to be a great tour. But he's back to Limerick safe and sound. This is Avery's response to that text. Yay! Yay! Can I stop? Yeah. He has already added more exclamation points than he in the first line than he added the whole text. Then he had the, right. And then, listen, I'm so thrilled to hear, because this is what she heard, and that's so cool that you got to talk to somebody from the UK. It doesn't say anything about the awesome tour. It talks about the person from the UK. And then it says, I'm glad you're back safe and had fun. I don't see that word up here. (laughs) Do you? (laughs) Emoji, emoji, right? (laughs) This is the temperaments, though. One minute later, we get this from Bryce. Oh, no. Somebody sat next to me on the bus. The whole trip is ruined. (laughs) (laughs) So great. Not part of the trip. No, the whole, the whole thing trip is ruined. Was ruined. <laughs> because someone got in my space. That's exactly right. Love right? It. And started putting emojis. Uh, <laughs> so in, in light of this, it, is there a temperament that's better than other temperaments? Well, no, there isn't, really. All the temperaments are the same. There's no one that's better than the other. Because really, we are here to you know celebrate each other's strengths. And yeah. again... Your, your strengths are my weaknesses. So there is no temperament that is better than another. We want to just master our own yep. and be our own best authentic self yep. so that we can give. Yep. Because you cannot give what you don't have. So here's where we would want to put in self-talk. What are you saying to yourself? How are you building yourself up according to your needs so that when you cross the paths with somebody else, you can love them better? I, and I've I've asked you this before, mm-hmm. but this is off script a little bit. Okay. Sometimes people, which I know is not, you don't love that idea. <laughs> I love it. I'm like, let's talk. Uh, speaking of that, what do you think about the Super Bowl? Let me buckle um, in, <laughs> Kathleen. What do you? Sometimes people say, oh, I don't like that. I don't want you to label me. Yes. 
You know, don't don't put a la- don't put me in a box. Okay. I, you know, it's okay, a lot. Hey, Mister Red. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> That's who it would probably come from. Is so, it pushback from? What do we say? What do you say? This about is it? a guide. I mean, this is really a guide in communication. There's no way that we can step back and look at our children or our friends or the people at work and say that you do not see the different temperaments. Sure. In fact, even you sitting here today, at some point of this, I'm sure you've connected at some point with one of the colors. So it's not necessarily putting somebody in a label as a descriptive word like, oh, you're funny, so you're yellow, or you're Mm -hmm. a good leader, so you're red. All the temperaments can be funny. All the temperaments can be a good leader. You know, we just all want to function in our strengths Mm -hmm. because that's where your calling and purpose sits. That's fantastic. I want to revisit a couple things from this verse. So if we could put this verse back up again. Um, there's a couple things that you pointed out yes. that I thought was uh, would be a great landing place for us. Okay. So this uh, this is my verse. If you happen to talk to my kids after, they grew up with this verse. This is our family verse. But the one word that I really is this word, let. Okay, that tells us that our words are a choice. Just mm-hmm. like we said earlier, on your tongue lays the power of life or death. So every word that comes out of your mouth mm. You is let a it choice. out. You yeah. let it out. Or you yeah. keep it. You let it out or you keep yeah. it. So right there, we know all our communication is a series of choices. Wow. Right? Um, to put that in a simple way, every word that you use is a word that you choose. That's right. If, you're, if, you, if you used the word, you chose the word, mm-hmm. which I love. What, what I loved about that was that uh, it, a lot of times we say, oh, well, that's just me. Mm-hmm. And sorry, you got to deal with it. But I had to get that <laughs> off my chest. Or I had to say that. Um, And that's just not necessarily true. No, no, you chose those words. Mm -hmm. Now, your temperament might be, uh, might have um, pushed you toward that direction, maybe. Would you say that? Most likely in your weakness. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean you didn't choose those words. Right, right. Exactly. Which leads to the the next. To the next one, which is unwholesome. You know, any, too. It doesn't just say some. God said any unwholesome talk, Mm. which again, unwholesome means detrimental physically, mentally, or to the well, moral well-being of somebody. Wow. I mean, just if we just stop for a minute and think what he's asking us, I don't think anybody would want to do that to another person, let alone themselves, right? It raises the stakes. It raises the stakes. Are you speaking wholesome words to yourself? And then to others, well, right? Just yeah. stop right there for yeah. a minute. And again, initiate that pause. Right? Yeah. Um, so one of the things I've heard you say is this, um, that we're never to use your temperament as an excuse or as a weapon. That's exactly what, right. What do you mean by those two? Exactly what you just said earlier. We, we, we never use our temperament as an excuse. Hey, that's just how I am. Just get used to it. I'm not a quick mover. Do it yourself. You know, <laughs> you know right. We just don't do that. Yeah, we in, yeah. in any relationship, it's just not a helpful place to be, right? I love that because again, it goes back to the verse. It is our words are meant to be for the good of the other person. That's right. I mean, this is the heartbeat of what Jesus taught us mm-hmm. that we are to love our neighbor as ourself. That if I'm going to love my neighbor best, yes, I've got to use the words. I've got to understand my neighbor. Yes, and I've got to use the words that my neighbor needs. Yes, and. He says that because he says, you know, love your God with all your heart, mind, and soul, and love your neighbor as yourself. Mm. He's saying, see you how I see you. Mm. I I see you as a beautifully yellow, wiggly person. (laughs) 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 Once you accept that and love that, then love your neighbor. I love that. (laughs) 